It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Welcome to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report. Here are Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. Couple of games in the Stanley Cup final in the books, and now the series shifts to Tampa, where the Lightning trail by two games. The Avalanche have an opportunity to take total control. Game three on Monday, game four on Wednesday, and Drew, who knows? It could be all over in just a couple of days. Boy, it, it kind of has that feeling, doesn't it? And I, I know you you shouldn't doubt Tampa, do it at your own peril, but the feeling and the look of the games with Colorado playing as quickly as they do, as relentless as they are, they played, Danny, like they're down by one with a minute left to go and they've pulled their goalie. They do it from the start of the game to the end of the game. They're unrelenting in their attack and it's always in attack mode. And right now, Tampa doesn't have an answer. Maybe the answer is heading back to Amelie Arena. I think it probably could be. And let's not forget about the Lightning's history in this playoffs. They've been down in this situation before. They've come back time and time and time again. But there is one thing that's starting to creep in a little bit, and that is the rest factor for the Colorado Avalanche. They seem to have that energy. They seem to have that zip. And, of course, it changes when you lose the last change and you get that crowd behind you, as the Lightning clearly will in game number three. But uh, it's starting to show a little bit. Remember that audio that you played uh, during the previous series with New York and Tampa at the end, John Cooper said that very same thing that we were a little fresher. We had the four, four games sweep. They had to go a little longer and they, he thought that that rest factor really played in to the fact of how they were able to come back in the series. They don't have that comeback in the series now because they went seven with the, or six with the Rangers, Colorado, swept the order. So maybe it's a reversal of fortune, so to speak. Well, maybe it is, but I can tell you this, everything is going right for the avalanche right now. They're very, very dynamic. They look great defensively. I mean, think about this game. Number two, a seven to nothing win for the avalanche. And that's happened, but they only allow the Tampa Bay lightning 16 shots on goal and they get their usual 36. Everything about what Colorado is doing right now is off the charts. Good. But it was interesting. Jared Bednar said, hey, it, two nothing, one nothing, seven nothing, doesn't matter. It's just one game victory. And he's trying to keep his guys in that, kind of keep them hungry. Well, Bednar's like the way this team is played. There's not much uh, not to like about it. And one of the things that was asked to veteran defenseman Eric Johnson was, how are you doing it defensively against a team that's found a way all year? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we had the puck a lot. I think that was a lot of it. We, uh, we forechecked really, really well. Um, we played it as a connected five-man unit all over the ice, I think. And our forecheck was, was probably the key. I think, um, you know, when, when these guys on, on offense are, are pressuring the way that they have, it's, it's tough to play against. So I think right from the get-go, our forecheck was on, and I think that made the biggest difference. Well, it's a, it's a trend in the game, isn't it, Drew? You say, why were you so good defensively? Well, we had the puck all the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You don't have to play defense in your own zone. You can play defense in their zone by having the puck. If they don't have the puck, they can't score. Again, I know we, I always go back to Daryl Sutter and listen to what he says, but 
the game is about checking. It's not about offense and defense. It's about keeping the puck, holding it for as long as you can. And when you lose it, get it back quickly because puck possession leads to scoring chances. Rest does have something to do with it, though. And Miko Rantanen, who's had a great playoff, has acknowledged some of that. I think it's you have a point there for sure. So if you play like every other day for uh, a long period of time, it's uh, it's going to wear you down. But but uh, they've been here before. They played two long seasons before this too. So so uh, we we just gotta we can't think about that too much. That we're more fresh team. I think we just gotta reset again and. It's a 0-0 hockey game again in the start of game three, so I just got to get ready for that now. Sounds like Miko Rantanen's listening to his coach. <laughs> he really is. Six-game point streak. Remember, it was the second series where he wasn't doing a heck of a lot and wasn't, wasn't producing a heck of a lot, I should say. And the talk was, well, Miko's got to do more if they want to advance in the playoffs. Well, he's got, uh, what, 22 points now in their, in their 16 games. Climbing Six- on the all-time assist it's, list in the exactly. history of the team. Yeah. Yeah. So Nico's okay. And he has been listening to the coaches, but that the, uh, another level of their skill that understands that like their skill guys are their most, um, insightful when it comes to talking about what they have to do next. Pretty amazing stuff. Now let's get to some highlights from game number two. It is all Colorado avalanche all the way, all the time. In fact, it started in the very, very beginning when a guy that we've been really, really enjoying, uh, Valeri Nichushkin, who's having oh. an amazing playoff. He uh, scored for the avalanche on the power play. Up in the charge, off the wall for Nichushkin. Quickly across for Devon Taves. He holds up. Down at the far corner, Burakovsky will scoot behind the goal line with Alex Newhook. Burakovsky in front of Nichushkin. He scores! The two-two train for the second game in a row finds the range. It's a power play goal, and the Avalanche have a one-nothing lead. That was quite a goal, and the Chushkin, that was his seventh goal of the playoffs, and he would have more to come in this game. But, uh, boy, he's got that nice chemistry with Burakovsky. Obviously, his future is uh, certainly in the balance, too, with his unrestricted free agency <laughs> status. Isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> A couple of things about that. First, um, Connor McGahey from uh, from Colorado, who you heard do a playback play, he owes you and and Randy some royalties on that Nichushkin, the Choo Choo train. No, 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 no. It's the Choo Choo train. You guys started it. There's uh, there's got to be some sort of legal legalities there. Number two, that penalty by McDonough it, it was so unnecessarily dumb. McDonough's been so good for him. It was such a bad penalty to take that early for no reason. And, and what about sons of former uh, NHL playoff yeah. performers? Josh Manson coming through here to make it 2 nothing. Nico Sturm, he'll get it loose. New hook. Nice little feed for Cogliano. Has some space there with Manson. Two on one developing. Now a three on one. Manson holding, shooting. He scores! Man, oh, Manson! It's two nothing. How about the contributions of Andrew Cogliano to this team? He got hurt. He's come back. Let's not forget that he had surgery too. And here he is making a play that got it ahead to Manson. He got the primary assist on that. Yeah. Smart play by Andrew. As we, as we've seen Andrew make those plays earlier with the sharks, the, uh, they had a really interesting shot on hockey night in Canada uh, with Andrew Cogliano, just 
standing in the hallway by himself um, waiting for his team to get going. And you could see he was really anxious to get in. And Andrew, as he, when he's in and he's healthy, he contributes one way or another, either with the puck and making that play like he did or defensively, which he is stellar at. You know what? I think that his contribution is going to even be higher in this game number three because of his experience to settle some guys down. I know Colorado's got a bunch of guys that are pretty settled, but still, here's a veteran who can really see the pulse of the team and make things happen when he gets on the ice. Remember when the Oilers were winning Stanley Cups with Gretzky and the gang? And Oh, I remember. Yeah, I know you do. And, and, And then every year... Glenn Sather would bring somebody else in, a couple guys in, and they weren't high-level players. They were role players. They were those those depth guys, those glue guys. And when asked about it, Glenn Sather said, we have to light the fire from below. And that's what Andrew Cogliano does. And I don't mean below in a derogatory term. It's just when you line up, we go through your lineup, Andrew's posted a little, little deeper, but he lights the fire. He is one of those guys that brings that heat. Hey, the key to what happens in any nuclear submarine is the engine room. That's way, way down below. You got to light the fire there (laughs) before you can do anything. And of course, Cogliano was a big part of that on that second goal. That was pretty early in the first period. First 10 minutes, they're up by the score of two nothing. Then you can't uh, underestimate the value of a guy like Manson scoring a goal in that situation. After all, he's not exactly a 20 goal scorer on the defense. No, he's had, but he's had a couple of big goals in this playoffs, right? I mean, he scored that overtime winner and then he's got this one. He has been a contributor again those are those things that happen in the playoffs with championship teams those unexpected heroes that you need one one shift is as important as 20s bob Harry was to say and you know manson is well we always liked him when he was in anaheim liked him in that adversarial sort of way strong d-man good physical guy but that was a smart shot really good shot Kind of interesting to compare. The Ducks traded a couple of defensemen at the deadline. One, of course, Manson going to Colorado. The other one, Lindholm, went to Boston. Looks like at least in the short term, it's worked out a little bit better in Denver. Yeah, absolutely. We have, like Lind- I like campus Lindholm, too. They're, I do, too. I think he's, he's, a good, he's, yeah. he's going to be a good player for them. For v- a long very time. good. Um, they, you just shows you need that depth, don't you? You just need everybody, not only just to have the depth, but they need to contribute. They need to make an impact. And you're seeing that so far in the two games here that Colorado's got a lot of guys who are making an impact. There's not a lot of passengers on that bus. Here's another guy that was not a passenger and was definitely driving. And that's the young Burakovsky, who had a good opportunity to make it 3 nothing. And they send it out to the neutral zone. Kale McCarr intercepts. He dangles away from the stick of Hagel and Alex Kalorn. Now for Taves up the near side boards. Taves connects with Burakovsky. Burakovsky slides it underneath. Here's Miko Ranton in a shot. Rebound score! Andre the Giant again, rewarded for hard work. And with 6.08 to go in the first, the Avs are up by a field goal on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I didn't realize that Andre Burakovsky was six foot seven and weighed over 300 pounds, but uh, <laughs> Andre the Giant uh, bring professional wrestling in there. Yeah, that's again, that's sacrilegious. He can't compare everybody to the great Andre the Giant. But Burakovsky has been dynamite. Now he's injured. Um, he, they did make the trip to Tampa, both uh, Kadri and Burakovsky. Uh, Jared Benner said day-to-day, but Burakovsky will be a big loss if he doesn't play tonight. When was the last time that you have ever heard 
a coach in the Stanley Cup final say anything but day to day about an injury? (laughs) Point taken. (laughs) Very well said. You're correct. (laughs) Nazim Kadri has had surgery. Now, Andrew Cogliano has come back, but Kadri has a chance to come back. And at least Bednar was addressing that yesterday. But I got a funny feeling that Burakovsky might be out for a little while. What would you see on the injury? I want to ask you something first, though. Going back to your last point, um, now with betting and everything else and, and the NHL actively involved in betting yep. and, and having a partnership, do you think we're going to see more of an NFL-type situation with coaches and, and teams regarding injuries and status? Bill Daly was asked about that just a few days ago at the start of the Stanley Cup final. He said at this point that obviously all of the talks uh, regarding this have to be agreed to with the Players Association who is a big part of maybe not wanting to disclose some of these things because of the nature of this game. I think that ultimately what we're probably going to see is this will change at this precise moment. The precise moment will be when the level of gambling in hockey gets to a certain number. Yeah. Good point. I think right now it stays the same, but when it gets to that number, then you'll start to see changes. Well, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Um, And speaking of, you know, wrist being sore. That's what happened with Barakowski. Barakowski took a puck off the, the right, the right wrist, right glove. Um, and those, those short little cuffs, you know, that's great for stick handling, great for shooting, great for hand movement. But when you go down to, and get a puck there or block a shot or anything like that, uh, your wrist is exposed. So it, they didn't say that there was any permanent damage. They, as I mentioned, day to day. I thought he traveled, but maybe, but, but I think he's expected to join. He, he stayed, he stayed yesterday and he's expected to join them today. And it wouldn't surprise me too, to see him go off for warmups and maybe not even play at the last minute. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. But well, yeah, it was the puck off the wrist and, and those, those short cuffs that leaves the wrist exposed when you're going reaching out or going to block a shot. Yeah. Nothing hurts much more except for maybe when you turn your skate the wrong way and you hit a puck with that hurts a little bit worse, but it's a similar scenario. There's not much you can do about it. No, not at all. And those guys, the way they fire the puck nowadays, man, it's, it's, it's moving at a rapid rate of speed and yeah, equipment's lighter. It's more, um, you have more agility and and a movement ability in there. Your range of motion is better in this equipment, but sometimes it leaves some areas exposed and it stings. And the other part of it, too, is the human body hasn't changed, even with all the technology. So the pain <laughs> threshold still works the same old way. Uh, 3 nothing Colorado at the end of the first period in game number two. And the Avalanche just kept on pouncing in the second period. Valeri Nuchushkin came up with his second. Manson has it over for Byram. No shot. So he rolls it down the wall instead. Comfort trying to get loose of Jan Ruda. Puck is in the corner. Ranton and out in front. Score! It's the Nuchushkin again! It's the number 13 trade pulling into the station for the second time tonight. Eighth time this Stanley Cup playoff run. And the Avalanche lead is now for Colorado. Well, 4 nothing at that point. Nice goal by Nichushkin, but I, I still think that this goal also brings out the impressive way that Miko Rantanen has been playing in the playoffs to kind of draw people over, get the puck over to Nichushkin, and it was kind of an easy play for him at the, at the end of it. Yeah, as you mentioned, he is moving up on the assist uh, assist number in the franchise, but also uh, assists per game in the playoffs. His, he's up with Wayne Gretzky in, in that in that company. He has been spectacular for the 
for the avalanche. And again, it's it goes back to, okay, if you're Tampa, I deal with this guy, I deal with that guy, but then I've got Rantanen over there. I got Landis Guy, I got McKinnon, and then I got McCarr, and now I got Rantanen, and then you got Nachuskin, Barakovsky, on and on and on it goes. It gets a little tough to contain everybody. Nachushkin had two goals. He could have had a third one, though. Here's McKinnon. Crowd comes to life. McKinnon in the slot. Over now. Nachushkin! Save made by Vasilevsky. Valery Nachushkin, millimeters away from a hat trick. And we'll take a timeout. <laughs> there, there's nothing to do but just take a deep breath at that point. But Nachushkin, again, a really good chance for a hat trick at that particular point in time. That brings us to Andrei Vasilevsky. He always responds well after a tough game, although giving up seven in the Stanley Cup final is a new thing for him. The other side of it is everybody's talking about how the Avalanche have been kind of focusing on his blocker side Hello. to yeah, to try to get the puck by him. And I don't like this when I hear this. I hear people calling it his weakness. Mm-hmm. It's not a weakness. He doesn't have a weakness that way. It's a vulnerability because of the way that he's playing. And it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts tomorrow. So, um- Looking at some stats for Andre Vasilevsky home and away in the 2002 play, 2022 playoffs. Um, we'll show you the big, we'll just talk about the big one. He is goals against on the road, 3.29, save percentage 8.96, and he's allowed 36 goals in 11 games. In eight games at home, 169 goals against, 947 save percentage. Um, again, Doubt them at your own peril if you're thinking that you've got a, a weakness, so to speak, with, as you said, with Andre Vasilevsky. This guy can bounce back and is one of the most mentally strong goaltenders on the planet. It will be really, I'm really looking forward to this game to see Tampa and their championship medal. Yeah, we're going to see everything about it right now because don't think that these guys don't realize that they're on the verge by being in this series of being the first team since the 1980s New York Islanders to win three straight Stanley Cups. And don't think that that's not important to them. No, of course it is. We heard John Cooper talk about it. You played that audio here. Um, we, Steven Stamkos reminded everybody after the game, his team, they had a little quick middle of meeting, and the press and the fans, hey, we are in this position because – We haven't played very well, but we're also in this position to win our third Stanley Cup in a row because we've we have played well. We know what it takes. They're not they're not in a panic. They're a little ticked off at themselves. They're not really happy with the way. Well, they're not they're not happy at all with the way they responded in game two, but they still are the champs. And you to to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And two games doesn't mean you beat the champ. No, the bottom line is you have to at least win one game on the road. Uh, at least you should before before the fourth game is over to have a better chance to win the Stanley Cup. And don't think that uh, Jared Bednar doesn't understand that he could put a stranglehold on the series with a victory in game three tonight. Uh, let's go back to that uh, next moment. I think this was a turning point in the game. You say, how could it be a turning point when the score is already 4 nothing, Colorado? Because of the way the Lightning fight back and the, because there was still a lot of time left in the game, one little thing could have changed the momentum of the contest. But what did change was a role player came up with a big goal. Manson deep and in his own zone. Johnson turned it over. Colton centering feet off his skate. Here comes Helm the other way. Two on one developing Helm. Up the middle. Helm with it. Shot. He scores! Take the Helm! Darren! And the Avalanche have put a nick 
Phoenix, Colorado, five. Tampa, absolutely nothing. I think that was the backbreaker for the game. Yeah. It gave up any hope for Tampa. And that shows the importance of these role-playing guys. Everybody that's on the third, the fourth line, uh, Darren Helm has been around a long time. <laughs> uh, he scored some pretty big goals in his career, including one earlier uh, in this playoff. But uh, you have to go back to the days when he was a Red Wing to find some other ones. And I, I think it's a nice story in the playoffs. I think he's a great story. Darren Helm, as you said, been, been around a long time. When uh, he was with Detroit, he was in Grand Rapids. They brought him up for about 16 games in, in the 08-09 uh, season. And they win the cup. And then he gets sent back down to Grand Rapids the next year. I mean, come on, man. That's that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive. So um, the, the, the way that your death guys make an impression is that we go back to that Bob Airy list of 16. One shift is as important as 20. You mentioned Helm scored an OT winner, which is um, for the Avalanche this year. But he's another one of those veterans like Andrew Cogliano, who's been there, done that, and been able to sustain a career. Had to change his game. Darren Helm could always fly, right? I mean, he could always skate with Detroit until just last year and then went to Colorado this year. He's a, uh, he's a valuable player for them right now because you need those those veteran guys who understand every situation, been there, done that, and can contribute when they get the chance. Well, one guy who contributes regardless of the situation is Kale McCarr, defenseman oh. for the Colorado Avalanche. And with the score five, nothing at this point. Okay. You give up a penalty and you go on the PK. So what does McCarr do? Awkward play there. Darcy Kemper was looking behind him and that puck literally was on the goal line. Short-handed. Here comes Kale McCarr with Cogliano. Two on one. McCarr shoots. He scores! Oh, hell, Kale! Short-handed goal, and there's Andrew Cogliano again. First of all, Kemper makes a save. McCarr sweeps it off the, the goal line, then Cogliano gets it moving in the right direction. Let me ask you, right now, Con Smythe, Kale McCarr, your leader? Just check back with me after game five. Okay, you got it. Because <laughs> right now there's, there's there's nobody in the lead just yet, but Kale McCarr is the guy for Colorado without question. And if you want proof, they went on the power play a few minutes later. Button hooks around. McKinnon looking for space. Leaves it for Kale McCarr. Back for McKinnon. Over for Rantanen. Quickly for McCarr. Winds and fires. He shoots and scores. It's a power play goal, his second special teams goal of the period, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are drinking from a fountain that's pouring like an avalanche, that's coming down the mountain. The touchdown is good, so is the extra point. The avalanche again in the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs have put up seven. Seven, nothing. That's how it all ended. And looking at the score sheet, three assists for Miko Rantanen, an amazing night, two assists for Andrew Cogliano, very critical. couple of goals for Kale McCarr and for Valeri Nichushkin. And probably the easiest work of the night was Darcy Kemper's only 16 saves to get the shutout, although he had to make a couple of good ones. Yeah, he, he did. But the goes back to what you said at the start, right? The fact that defensively, Colorado has been wonderful because they forecheck like crazy and keep the puck 200 feet from Kemper. 16 
16 saves, not a very busy night against the Stanley Cup, the defending Stanley Cup champions. And so now you've got to turn the page if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning. And John Cooper, the head coach of the Lightning, was asked, how do you coach turning the page? Oh, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, that's a, it's, it's, uh, I guess a little bit of experience comes into play. And I, I look back and it's, when you get to the playoffs, it's one, it's just one game. Yeah, does it? It was an ugly the way it was lost for sure, uh, but does it have the same result as losing in overtime? It does, and honestly, sometimes getting waxed like that <laughs> can be easier than losing the one in overtime because uh, you're so close. You know, this one we were out early, and and um, you know you find out you find out about your guys and and see if they can they can come back and they can turn the page. But uh, I've you know, over the years, been in a lot of different circumstances. Maybe this is a little different, but um, you know, you just got to break it down. It's one game, so let's move on to game three. And like I said, focus a little on ourselves and what we've done to get ourselves here. That's not only true if you lose seven nothing. According to Jared Bednar, the same story if you win seven nothing. No question, no question. I mean, it, like I was really impressed with our team's performance last night. I thought they were dialed in on all aspects of our game, like highly engaged and energized, and we had a good night. It was a really good night for our team. But it's you know, seven nothing, one nothing doesn't doesn't really matter. It's it's one performance we need four or more. Um, you know, great performances. You're gonna to have to have a great performance to win in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you know we're halfway there with two wins, and we're gonna to have to play some really hockey here forward. And you know it's gonna be job's gonna be that much tougher than in Tampa. Isn't that amazing? After all this, they're only halfway there. Yeah, they're halfway there in the finals. The uh, I, I agree with John Cooper. Uh, getting waxed like that, getting beat big time. It's it's easier than losing in overtime. Players shake off losses way better than coaches do. As coaches, you hang on to it and you go over the video and you stew over this and you stew over that and you get mad about this and you get mad about that and you watch the video again and you break it down again and again. Um, players, it's the game is over. We get them next time. We got next. That's why we got next game. And they're really good about that, especially a team like Tampa, who's won championships back to back and has, has been successful as they have. They've won 11 series in a row. 11. That's a big number. So um, they're not fretting over the seven. The touchdown is uh, um, Connor McGee said uh, put up by the, the avalanche and Jared Bedner smartly isn't um, planning the parade route yet. No, absolutely not. And uh, the Lightning aren't exactly saying there's going to be no parade route either. They do understand there's been a bit of a disconnect in the first couple of games for the way they want to play. And Corey Perry talked about that. We can be better. We can be quicker with the puck. Um, turnovers. We can start playing north a little bit faster. And um, once we start doing that, we'll go back to our game. And Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who's one of the valuable role players on the Lightning, says there are ways to improve over what they've done the last two games. Well, I mean, there was we did a lot of mistakes. Um, at one point, I think you, you're over-trying and instead of you're getting out of your, your system. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit different than, than the, the third period. But at the end of the day, we were 
the mistake kind of cost us too much, and we are not here um, thinking that oh well, you know, we're just going to turn. We know that we didn't play the right way. We haven't showed up what we can do, so we're just going to go home and and play the game the way we know how to play it. Coach John Cooper talked about that being on them to focus inward, but he also says it's important to understand the respect you have to have for the opposition. I think we respect all our opponents. I, I don't. I mean, this team is pretty focused group, and but they're not a arrogant group in the sense that they never have had a feeling of we're better than this other team. I, I think uh, we respect our opponents. Um, uh, everybody poses a different challenge, and these guys pose a, a challenge that we haven't quite seen. And you know what? We just got to overcome it. So it's time to man up and get stuff done. Time to man up. That's exactly what it is. You have to gird up your loins, get out there, make sure you put the, the pants on the same way, get onto the ice and do what made you successful all the way through. Yeah. When you, the message there from Corey Perry to Belmar to John Cooper is they know they can be better. They know that they've made mistakes with the way that they usually play the game, but they don't take anything for granted just because they're the Tampa Bay Lightning, just because they are defending Stanley Cup champions. You have to go out and earn everything. And so you certainly get that message. There doesn't sound much like much defeat is already in the in that message. They don't sound defeated at all. They sound ticked off to me. Well, it's going to be really interesting. And Drew, you and I are going to come back for our next Stanley Cup playoff report after game number four. Game number three in Tampa is going to be a spectacular scene. And it wouldn't surprise me, just uh, putting it out there right now, that after game four, when we do our next show, that this series is tied up. But it could very well be that we're talking about the Stanley Cup championship going back to Denver. And I think that the great part of this is going to be the drama that unfolds in those two games at Amelie Arena. Yeah, I'm 100% agreement with you. It is interesting. There's the feel of this of this playoffs or the feel of this final, I should say. Um, you wouldn't be surprised at either situation. We're talking about a new champ or we're talking about, here we go, let's go game five, tie 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be a fascinating time and a great show today. We will see you on Thursday. You've been listening to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.